Uh, we'll open up a soda. It sounds like I open up like a Sprite or something. It sounds like a beer. <laughs> and I get those flashbacks. I was like, oh my God. Let's <laughs> shotgun it. Um, all right. Welcome to the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off the Mass Podcast. And thank you, everybody, for being here. We appreciate y'all. My guest this episode is returning guest. Um, the host, co-hostess, this host. I don't know how you ever say that. You are a host. <laughs> but, like, if I wrote it, there's an S at the end of it. But if I say it, it doesn't sound like there's an S. Either way, the host of the Razzle Dazzle Podcast, I have Nevik. Happy and- to be here. Shut up, not now. I will say, last time I had you on, for some reason, I kept saying I don't enunciate very well, so it worked out. But I kept saying Nebic, Neb, like Neb, like with a B in there. And I was like, okay, I don't think anyone caught it. And I played it back. I was like, no, you definitely can't hear that I'm fucking up this guy's name. <laughs> but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be a man and admit, look, I'm really shitty with names. So, so everyone has their own twist on the Nevik name. So, anything in the ballpark works. Yeah, my family just calls him and his family the Neviks. So, it works. Yeah, it works. (laughs) Most people think that my last name is Dante, so they refer to my family as the Dantes. I'm like, yeah, we'll go with it. I'm not a Dante. Like <laughs> you are to the internet, and if it's on the internet, it's true. Exactly. That's true. Depends how many followers you have, but mm. all it takes is your grandma to see it once. Yeah, that's true. There you go. And then you're in enough trouble, and, and it'll never, ever, ever die off at the family reunion. So <laughs> the worst. Just make sure your mom's not a snitch. So, um, how y'all been? We've been good. Yeah. Um, Blue Belt Life is is fun. It feels like um, imposterous a bit, though. But, you know, that's um, pretty common. So, But you've been, like, training for so long. I feel like you're a Blue Belt just – you're a Blue Belt in disguise. So I, Yeah, I think all my friends from Arizona were – they were all calling me a sandbagger, so I guess it was time yeah. – so that they stopped bullying me. But I mean, I was a white belt for four years and I was, I felt good there. <laughs> I got to a point where I was like, I'm happy here. If this is where I am for the rest of my life, I, I could maybe start winning things. <laughs> so yeah. there, there's a comfort there at white belt. When, when I was at white belt, it was, it was that sneaky white belt where it's like, look, you're a white belt, but you know, a thing or two. And then when they move you up to blue belt, there's this expectation, mm-hmm. like, hey, so you should be probably doing these sweeps and and not getting caught by this submission and don't get yeah. swept by like the simple sweeps. I was like, really? I didn't know that was a qualification. Okay. So I know. I mean, it's like one of those little internet tests to see which belt you are. I should see what I can I can do and see if I'm actually blue belt according to the internet. Yeah, the internet, hey, if it's on the internet, it it's is true. true. 
the, the, this, that's the theme of this episode. If it's on the internet, it's true. Because there are a lot of things on the internet that I know probably aren't true, but I'm going to go ahead and stick with them. So, but um, how's podcast life been for you all going? It's been good. It's been um, good. Yeah. Season three, we're kicking off. A little bit of uh, a slow start, more of an every, every other week at this point, which is tough when it's like 20 plus uh, episodes a season still. But uh, yeah, rolling along. Yeah. yeah, I saw that um, you started off with um, season three. And I was like, okay, I got to get caught up. And as I started, I was like, well, wait a minute. Because I've been trying to listen from the recent episodes and then still listening from the back episodes, trying to like meet myself in the middle somewhere. It's like, damn it, they're already there. All right. And then I just say, you know what? Fuck it. No, 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 no. Listen to season two's finale and then get to that part. So I hear you. That's fun. Yeah. We just got to like the others. And it's really interesting because there's a lot of like Kate and Sawyer stuff going on, a lot of eye connection being made in those cages. So, oh, yeah. The cages. I forgot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that, in the cage era. Yeah. I whenever I look back at those episodes, it's like when yeah. I first watched them, there's so much like, oh my god, what's happening? What's going on? What you know, you, you're still like in those questions of the others because you still don't know the intentions. Then when you go back and rewatch it, it's like, man, y'all be all right. Just just eat your fish biscuit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, which doesn't even look that bad because when Kate eats it, she looks she looks really happy about it. She doesn't even blink an eye at it. I think Kate's conditioned. She'll just pick up a fish biscuit yeah. and be like, eh, I've eaten worse. That's actually <laughs> a good point because she was on the run. So. Yeah. She just seems like, well, like the episode Born to Run. Like, mm -hmm. that just seems like that's... Like, I'd be... Like, I don't know, I was hardly ever interested in her flashback episodes most of the time, but I'd be slightly interested to see something further back, just to see, has she always been this way? Yeah, like, like teen, teen years. I feel mm -hmm. like she has, though. Like, just... You, you see her as, like, a girl, like, a young girl, I think, once, but that's, that's really it. She's, like, looking to steal her little lunchbox yeah. and like is important earlier on but yeah yeah i agree though with her flashbacks it's kind of like yeah. i like her in the jungle like let's like i remember the executive producer had said like oh evangeline lily you know you get her in the jungle and it's just like yeah she yeah. just comes to life and the writing for her flashbacks eh, well, a little bit average yeah it I, i've never felt that you know, whenever I found out it was going to be a Kate episode and you're going to get the flashbacks, I was just like, you know what? I'm tuning in because I know there's going to be other stuff going on. But I don't know that I really care about the flashback. And, you know, her stories were fascinating. It's just, it, it felt like when you look at everybody else's story, there were big, like, oh shit moments. Mm-hmm. And with her, there are a couple oh shit moments, but they want, you know, I guess because we knew she was on the run. So anything that she did, you weren't shocked. The, the biggest shock was she was married. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, okay. She, she got married. That's 
didn't see that coming. But everything else, killing her dad or her stepdad, I can't remember. I think it was her dad. Ended but, up, yeah, be actually being her biological dad, but oh. what she thought was her stepdad, though, like her whole life. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, that story, it wasn't really not a, sh it wasn't a shock. It was like, huh, eh, seems far for the course, you mm -hmm. know. Being on on a run for whichever reason, one reason or the other, it was just always like, okay, you're not going to tell me anything I didn't already assume about this girl, except for she got married once, and I was like, okay, and then she took off running, and it was like, hmm. not shocked. So, no. so I can, yeah. I can do without her stories. Part of the problem feels like a lot of these other characters have like really great characters yeah. in the flashbacks that they mm -hmm. play off of, but it's like Kate's, she kind of has that asshole cop after her who's kind of just like a one-dimensional character and then like asshole dad it's just kind of very surface level whereas like yeah jack his dad Locke his dad those kind of characters much more interesting and there's always with these other characters too in their flashbacks there was there always seemed to be somewhat of a lesson or underlying like moral there whereas with kate's it was just and i guess the underlying moral with her was that you know don't judge a book by its cover looking at her thinking oh this pretty girl this small pretty girl at that and she's out there cracking dudes with elbows and shooting people and blowing things up and i was like okay maybe we shouldn't assume that but and maybe that was the intent with that character and all the other pieces in her story you know, they're just like you said, surface level is like, okay, you get it. They're dicks. Mm -hmm. I mean, even even her mom to that extent, you know, turning her in, it's like Pardon I don't know. That that always that that might have also been maybe the shock in her flashbacks. You just kinda You're yeah, you're picking this guy who it's implied is physically abusing you. You're yeah protecting him over your your daughter. Like I yeah, she's a, she's a piece of crap. And then later in the show, she's like, oh, I want to see the baby. It's like, the hell out of here. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Like, like yeah, scram. Mm -hmm. But yeah, either way. So yeah. we, we do this thing in our podcast where we rank every episode. And like, it's always hard to rank it. And when ranking the plots, Kate would probably be pretty low, not because the plot line of hers actually sucks, but you're comparing it to like locks, which is so significant. Every flashback just hits. And then you think about Sawyer and you think about Jack, which the Sarah plot line is a little bit in, but Jack and his dad, that hits hard. So I always feel like with Jack's flashbacks, those were kind of hit or miss for me as well, except for when his dad is there. Mm -hmm. Christian there is it's exactly gold. When you put Sarah there, it's I don't hate it, but I also don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, there's a lot to Jack, and even though again with him, we may see again on surface this is a guy who always has to fix something, he's the doctor, he's the leader. There's still a lot going on there. And it's like, well, why'd you become this character? And then you see, well, it, it's kind of, he's always been like the defender. Like when he saw his, his best friend getting beat up, he says, stay down, Jack. And he gets up mm -hmm. and, and, you know, his dad, you know, he explains to his dad, you know, somebody was getting, you know, into a fight. He was like, but were you in the fight? 
You know, it had nothing to do with you. Jack's always got to be, I guess, the hero. Hmm. But, you know, but it's like, where does that come from? Is that just something with him? And, and it is interesting to see his story because you get parts of this, uh, parts of the tale where, you know, he he's chosen to do a specific operation that, you know, they're like, this is an impossible operation. He's like, but they chose him to do it. And, you know, he stepped up again as the hero, as the leader. And seeing those things with that character, it helps explain him further on the island. Mm-hmm. Like even in the flash forwards, it, it still all works out. But, you know, him, Locke, Saeed, Desmond, Charlie, you know, they all have these things going on in their flashbacks that, you know, there, there's a underlying moral to it all. And, you know, like I said, when you're comparing Kate to it, it's like, yeah, if none of those characters had arcs in the story, and it was just a Kate story. That wouldn't be too, too bad. Mm-hmm. But but it's not that way. There are other characters with far, far more fascinating backstories. It's funny because Kate is such a signature character. When you think about Lost, you think about Kate climbing a tree for a coconut. But but when you think about the lessons and the life and the culture of Lost, is it's not Kate's plot. No. And it's mm-hmm. not where she goes or where she ends up or her, her having anything to do with Aaron. Yeah, that's also a, a interesting change because, you know, once you get off island, she's got Aaron. And you don't even, you know, when they kind of hint at it in the... Well, yeah, you, you guys, okay, season two finale was the hatch exploded and season three was introducing what's going to come in season four of the flash forwards you know when you when she says to jack you know he's going to be he's going to wonder where i am there's that big question like well who's he you know everybody assumed it was sawyer and then you find out she has a kid off island you don't quite know just yet that is aaron Mm -hmm. yeah so that was a moment where her off island story became extremely interesting because it's like, well, whoa, wait a minute. You guys just did something completely different with this character that we hadn't seen before. So totally agree. I, I feel like that was one of the better pivots in the show's like writing history. She gets to kind of leave behind the tired love triangles. And now she does have this baby to care for that. That's what's driving her. It's a much more interesting motivation. Like it, I don't know by season four, like, Oh, I'm with Jack. No, I'm with Sawyer. It's like, give Evangeline Lily more to work with here. You know? Yeah. And I, I wonder if that was kind of the ideal, too. It's like, she's always torn between, you know, these two guys, and she's always on the run, and you give her this one singular figure to care about now, and she can't run. Mm-hmm. And now that's a completely polar opposite feature for this character is like who's so used to always being on the run and here she is now is like no like and, and when you know she believes she lost him in the supermarket you know she mm-hmm. panics she freaked out it's like you're seeing these new elements to this character and it, it, those things are fucking beautiful to mm-hmm. see those changes like her development with that character 
stories of development over the years. With Juliet. Yeah, especially with Juliet. Yeah. You know, you see him go from a loner, uh, you know, uh, you know, just a complete jerk to this guy who seems to care about being part of a team. And then you get to a point where it's like, okay, now he is part of the team. Then at another point, Hurley says, hey, we're counting on you to lead us. You know, you, you got all these other features now growing with this character. And then you get to the development of him finding out who, you know, ripped his family off and, and you know, ruined his life, basically. Seeing all that turn and then, you know, the stuff with Juliet in season five, then the flash uh, sideways, I guess, with uh, season six. His development was amazing. Je uh, Locke's development was just completely just tragic but beautiful. Mm -hmm. So. I think, like, on an overarching point about Lost, like, the nice thing about it, not to, like, shame Game of Thrones, but if you have these characters be true to the end and have these beautiful arcs, like, you, you can forgive, like, little nitpicky things. Plot here, did they answer this little thing? It's like these characters and the journey and the emotions you feel, you're right there with them the whole time. And that, whereas, like, other shows, it might be like, oh, would they even do that? Or, like, what happened to this person? Like, who, where's the person I've seen all show? You know, it just if you like bring home the characters, the people that still love Lost are like the ones that love the characters and the emotion of the journey. Let me ask you with when it comes to not just Lost, media, period. Um, you guys are the office, right? You guys are big fans of the office. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, what else are you like other shows are you like or other forms of media are you a fan of? You want to fire me? I personally like TikTok, but I know he doesn't. We like um, Harry Potter, Futurama, The Simpsons, Arrested Development, um, some classics. We just, he just watched Twin Peaks and he just bought all Ooh. of the CDs. So that's I, my, that's now my second favorite show after Lost. That, yeah. I'm sure we're going to be, me. that's going to be a household thing coming up. <laughs> Please do a show about it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious to hear that. That's one that I saw as a kid, but I didn't really get it. And now as an adult, I'm like, do I dare revisit? You might um, still not get it. <laughs> From what I'm understanding, uh, well, I, I didn't get it then. <laughs> so I, you know, if I didn't get it then, I know I'm not going to get it now because I feel like I was smarter then than I am now. But um, <laughs> when it comes to like the media that you that you enjoy, do you feel like an ownership of the characters, like that connection that you're so connected to the character that you feel like if they do something that you know you don't like, you feel personally attacked. Oh, definitely. I'm glad you brought this up, Dante, because Shits and I didn't even mention this in the list, but Shits Creek for me, I like developed like characteristics that Alexis and David had. And I would like talk like Alexis. And she does this thing where she like does her little finger things on she like taps the table when she talks. So at work we at the counter, literally the receptionist counter, I'd be like 
no, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> like Alexis. And when they were moving away, planning all their things, when Alexis wanted to move to New York, I, I was like, how fucking dare you? You are my family and you're just betraying me? Like, mm, okay, I hate you guys all now. I'm unfollowing you guys on Instagram. Oh. <laughs> uh- so I always wonder that with people because me being a, a big comic book fan and following the Marvel Cinematic Universe from day one with Iron Man and hell, even before that with the other movies that we accepted, even though they were trash, we still accepted it because we were just excited to see live action, X-Men, Ghost Rider, Daredevil, just we're excited to see these characters come to life and taken somewhat seriously, somewhat. And now we get the MCU and they're doing things a little different. But oh, I always wonder this because I I see people, and hell, I even record with people that it's like if they don't do things a certain way, it's almost like it's a contact it's a catastrophe. And it's like you know, how dare they, you know, not address this issue about this character. I mean, hell, even when you look at uh, Iron Man in, you know, 2008, the original story arc, you know, stems from Vietnam. And you, you can't do that story in 2008 mm-hmm. that way. You have to modernize it. But, you know, you have people that would get upset about that. So I'm always curious to see, like, where you stand when it comes to any kind of show that you're connected to or movie that you're connected to and then they make a subtle change that might have made things better but it's like can you accept that you know it's different for the better mm-hmm. yeah uh i i just like watched all the evil deads recently and they have like a shift to kind of the premise in the remake which i'm not crazy about but they have like this whole drug rehab storyline for one of the characters that makes much more sense why like they don't believe her or you know why they have to stay there and it's like if there is an integral change if it still checks out you know i'll I'll roll with it but i can be pretty picky too yeah i think and that's the thing like you said though it has to check out it has to make sense for the story You, you can't take you know nightmare on elm street remake it and you know make freddy I don't know, like, you know, changes occupation to, you know, a, a fast food, you know, clerk. Mm. It's like that that doesn't fit at all. Like he's he's a, you know, person who hurt children. Mm-hmm. You're not really hurting kids by slipping, you know, different toys into the Happy Meals. Exactly. So, well, that, I mean, that would maybe. be like taking Jason and putting him in space or New York. <laughs> Wouldn't fucking yeah. make sense at all. Some things we try to forgive. We just <laughs> we just say, you know what? Maybe they just had a little bit too much butter sugar on the cutting room table that day and say, you know what? It'd be a good idea. Send them to Manhattan. Why? Uh, why not? Hey, after Manhattan, we're going to send them to space. Why? Ah, oh, fuck it. I don't know. Aren't you sick of camp? Space. Uber, <laughs> um, Jason. <laughs> But, you know, it, it, it's like having recently watched uh, the new Doctor Strange. I'm a big Scarlet Witch fan. 
and seeing what they've done with the character since she showed up in Age of Ultron, it makes sense because, you know, you can't do the mutants thing in the MCU just because of Fox at the time mm-hmm. owned, you know, the rights to all those characters. And, and Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver kind of fell into a really kind of sticky area because they are Avengers, but they're also mutants. So mm-hmm. it, it got real weird, but them making the changes that they made. And then you get to this point with this movie where not going to spoil anything. If you haven't seen it, trust me, the spoilerific episode is coming because we've got some beefs to, to hash out and <laughs> big emotions, big feelings. Oh, like, good to know. But it's like, you know, seeing what they do with the characters, like, okay, I get it. It makes sense. You know, I've had friends that they're like, you know, how, how dare you, you know, accept what they did to the character. And it's like, I mean, you know, did you want her to be in the fucking hokey costume too? Because, you know, that, that's something we have to look at with these characters for anything. You know, if you look at a cartoon that we grew up with or a book that we grew up reading and, you know, they describe a costume that sounds silly and then they put it on film and it looks even sillier. And then you're like, okay, maybe like, like, hell, the first X-Men movie, they put them in black leather. Hell Putting yeah. them in yellow and blue spandex would have been fucking ridiculous and that movie would never have been fucking put in theaters hmm. but then again they did it in first class so never mind but it but by that point they had a name and they you know they they could kind of do a little bit more with it hmm. but i don't know it, it's just kind of cutting it back to lost so it's like with those characters there was kind of an ownership i felt but i felt like any move that they made with those characters it was like it's for the better. It, mm-hmm. You know, it, it worked out. It, at least to me, it made sense. You know, I still know there are several people out there who always feel like, well, they didn't explain this and they didn't explain that. And, you know, I don't like the way that they, you know, change, you know, Sawyer. And I was like, I think they made Sawyer much, much better. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a far more interesting character. Yeah, you need the growth with Lost or, like, Harry Potter or even Spider-Man like you kind of just have to pick and grab the things that you believe in and create your own storyline I mean that's what the directors and writers want of you that's why we have so many mysteries and all of these plots I mean not so much Spider-Man they leave not as much mystery but I know that when I saw him wearing like a Thrasher shirt and skateboarding to school I was like "Mm, I'm not gonna keep that (laughs) he's that's not the plot line of, of Spider-Man that I believe. <laughs> well, yeah. when, when they did Amazing Spider-Man had Andrew Garfield be the cool Peter Parker, it was like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Like, this would be the coolest guy at my school. No yeah. way. <laughs> like, yeah. that, well, it, it's like um, when they remade Carrie with Chloe Grace Moretz. And I'm a fan of that kid. I, I, I've seen, weirdly enough, I've seen most of the movies she's been in somehow, some way. I was like, wow, like I see this kid in a lot of fucking movies. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but find out she was going to be in, in the remake of Carrie. Julianne Moore is going to play the crazy mom. It's like, this is going to be good. And it's not a terrible movie. But then I'm looking at it. It's like, okay, you take the original Carrie with Sissy Spacek. And then you, Sissy Spacek was a pretty girl. But, you know, they made her look very um, just run down and just. You know, they made her look, you know, like the school nerd, mm-hmm. uh, the girl that's going to get picked on. 
And, you know, you look at the remake with Chloe Grace Moretz, and it's like, I don't, whatever you do to this kid, she's still a pretty kid. Like, even with the crazy mom, it's like, that's the kid that, you know, some popular group at school is going to say, hey, you want to be our friend? You know, so mm-hmm. I always, you know, in cases like that, it's like, I don't know. That, yeah. that change is like, I, I guess Hollywood's got too many pretty people, though. So, I mean. That's I true. Know. Maybe they shouldn't have redid it. You know what was even worse? Candyman. So, so Candyman, I didn't hate. I like where it went. I just didn't feel like... I felt like there was a lot to that story that was... I wouldn't say butchered, but it was kind of... I felt like they were trying to push too hard in one direction that really felt like it took away from... because. For the longest time during the movie, I was like, are we doing a remake or are we doing a sequel? Yeah. The mythology was kind of tricky to track. Like, are we changing the whole idea of the Candyman now? So, and and that's where, like, the fan ownership comes in because it's like, okay, that's not the Candyman story I know. Now, if you're saying this is kind of a, a sequel many, many years later, updated, modernized, and what it is is that that story over time has been told so many different ways. And now you get to this modern time and the story that we came to originally know in 1992 has been watered down to the story that we got in 2020, 2021 when it came out. 21. Yeah, I think so. Um, It's like, okay, is it, you know, you still have to kind of give me some connection to the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where I had a problem. It's like, I, if if you called this movie, you know, Black Boogeyman, I would be like, man, that's a cool movie. You call it a candy man, it's like, okay. I, mm. I have a different expectation coming into this film. So it felt like like the message it was sending was so well done and subtle for like 75, 80% of it. And kind of like you said, it, it wanted to get to this point. And so we just jumped there. And it was to me, it was jarring. And I yeah, I hadn't been like kind of like what you know this was so perfect and then i just took the air out of the theater can't really remember anything like that recently i want to i want to own the movie but at the same time i kind of don't because i don't know how often i'm going to rewatch it you know i don't want to have something in the collection that's not going to get other like comic book movies i buy them because you know just collector i collect shit and you know, a lot of these comic book movies I do watch over and over, even though we have them on Disney Plus. What if the internet goes away? What if, you know, we lose connection to any kind of internet connection? I can't watch Disney Plus and watch my Marvel movies. I got the disc. And we can tell everybody to come through and then we'll have, have a watch party. But, you know, when it comes to horror movies, I get a little bit more selective because there are some movies I know I'm just not going to rewatch. Like, I have Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, one, three, and four. Number like four. Specifically, you picked those out, or you ran yes. into them? No, those are specific. And number four was kind of a. I should have just rented it. <laughs> um, one is great. Three. Oh yeah, just just as good. Mm-hmm. Um, four. It's just like all right, we're done. Like. <laughs> 
Wes Craven's new nightmare, I, I can deal with. I just I don't have that in the collection, but mm. I, I was fine with that. Was Even it a Freddy remake. in the sunglasses hanging mm. at the beach that turned you off before? Uh, it's Freddy on lunchboxes that really got to me. <laughs> He's a child molester. He shouldn't be on the kid's lunchbox. Yeah. It's just something off-putting about that. Mm. <laughs> Little kid running around like, hey, get back my Freddy Krueger lunchbox. What the fuck did I just hear? So, um, there. That's creepy. But but it's like when it comes to like, you know, owning certain movies, it's like I buy them because it's like, will I watch them over and over? Candyman, I feel like I don't know that I will. I want to watch it again. I just don't know that I want to like if I rent it, I don't want to be like, okay, I have 24 hours or 48 hours to watch this movie. But I also don't want to buy it because I'm only going to watch it one more time. So Mm-hmm. You know, I need to find a friend who has it. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm about to go make some internet friends. Like, hey, searching for friend who owns the new Candyman. You know, we just bought a Last Night in Soho on YouTube. So yeah, How there's like that? a little that? paywall where you can't rent it anywhere. And we were like, well, shoot, we want to watch it now. I'm... It was good until the last. Same with Candyman. It was good until the last ten minutes, and I was yeah. so excited, so in tune. So connected and hyped until the plot line unveiled itself. <laughs> Didn't bring it home. That's kind of how we felt. Hmm. Beautiful visually, a lot of cool stuff, but I don't know. Something it just felt uh, something was missing, or just I don't know. With Edgar Wright, he he always brings it all the way home. Perfect yeah. movies, and then here it was like I don't I don't know. This I'm kind of like tuning out. Just kind of annoying me right now, but. Maybe that's too harsh. I mean, we give it like an eight out of ten. Like, but you had to pay twenty bucks, and I don't know if I'm gonna watch it again. So, yeah, that's that's my concern. It's like, it's you know that I want to see that, and then X. Oh I yeah. Think, uh, I, I've heard mixed. So most people I've heard said they loved it, and I got one person who I trust his judgment. He says he hated it, and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm conflicted now because. There's this joke I always say with my cousins because my cousins always like shitty movies. Mm-hmm. And I always say to them, it's like, you know, if I, you know, I ask them about a movie, I'm like, hey, you know, what did you think of this movie? They say they like it. I know I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> None of my cousins have seen X yet. So that's, you know, that that was going to be kind of my, my judgment. It's like, did you like it? Did you not like it? If they mm-hmm. said they didn't like it, fuck, I'm buying it. The cousin filter. Um, <laughs> if they said they enjoyed it, then it's like, all right, I'm gonna wait till it's free on Shutter or something mm-hmm. goofy like that. But do you know like the basic premise of X? So I believe it's a group of kids. They are filming a movie. I believe they're filming a, an X-rated movie. I believe, which is why it's called mm-hmm. X. And yep. then they encounter a slasher. Basically. And, Kind of, yeah. I would. I we mean, saw, yeah. Okay. We loved it. We saw I would that. say we. I, lo- I thought it was ten out of ten. I have this issue okay. where I never, I cannot connect the name of movies with the movie. So when you say, when you talk about X, I'm like, okay, have I seen it? I'll need you to explain the plot line before I can tell you I've seen it. But yeah, we did go see that, and that is the premise of it. And yeah, I think that was pretty good. <laughs> yes, yeah. definitely worth it. Definitely worth not waiting for it to be on Shutter. So 
and that's the thing. Everyone that I've encountered has said they enjoyed it except for one person. And I'm like, he's going to be over this weekend. We have to do our Moon Knight episode, and then we have to do the Doctor Strange episode. I might have to just sit down with him and get specifics about what he didn't like. Because yeah, I trust his judgment. And everyone else is saying, like, and it's not like, you know, a group over here saying it's good and a group over here says it's bad. Everyone that I've heard that seen it said they loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't um, wait to see what he didn't like about it. He should be a Rotten Tomatoes guy because they, <laughs> they rate my favorite movies like 3.9 every time. <laughs> I he so He's supposed to, I don't, I don't even know what, he's one of my um, hosts f- with uh, So You Like Horror and I don't know what our next episode is going to be so maybe we'll We'll talk about that movie in some capacity. So I don't know. But I, I, I'm i going to check it out. I think it's available now um, on Prime to, to rent. So maybe one of these weekends we'll check it out. But I, I know it's going to eventually, or at least I heard it was eventually going to hit Shutter. So I was like, nice. how soon? So, But not soon enough because I'm like, all right. I'm hearing things. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. Just let me see it. And there's like a prequel in that same universe with a similar character or oh. one of the characters coming soon that I think is already like filmed and ready to go. I, for me, I don't know. Sitting in the theater and watching a slasher movie at this point, it's like, how many times do I even get to do this? Like, are they even making these? So it was just, just a delight to even have that experience. Yeah, I think so. I went last week. I was scheduled to go see Doctor Strange because I wanted to get ahead of the spoilers. I didn't want to get spoiled by anyone. And sure enough, all the spoilers are already out there. I'm like, dude, I'm glad I went to see it. Jeez Louise. Y'all don't let us have (laughs) nothing nice. Mm -hmm. But my daughter and I were supposed to go see a a pro wrestling event last Wednesday. We couldn't because daddy doesn't know how to park. And we just said, hey... Why don't we go do something else? She said, we can go see Sonic 2. So we went to see Sonic 2. So you and your daughter were going to have a daughter-daddy date to go see wrestling and switched it to go see the Sonic. Yes. Well, so <laughs> pretty funny. That's bad. The, the event was, was at um, a college, and the parking situation was very sketchy. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, every place said permit needed. And, you know, you got people directing traffic. I pulled them to one lot and they're like, hey, you have your parking pass. I was like, no, nah, I'm here for the event. I was like, yeah, but you got to have a pass to park here. I was like, well, all right, I don't have one of those. So I tried to get back out to the road and no one's let me out. So finally, one of the tra- uh, parking attendants stopped traffic, got me out. And they said, hey, follow this, go down there and make a left and then follow down that. And you should see the parking area. So I did exactly that. There was no parking area. As a matter of fact, I got led back to the main road and, you know, I, I got frustrated. I'm like, I was, I actually felt really bad because my daughter was so excited all day. Once she found out we were going out somewhere, she was excited. Once I got home, she rushed to get ready. She was like the best behaved she's ever been. Oh, she's and, tired of seeing people pull guard. <laughs> yeah. Well, she came with me to jujitsu today 
and we worked on wrist locks. It was like, oh, good. Like, people are getting hurt. <laughs> like, like, you're a monster. Um, Sounds like your whole academy are monsters if you guys are just working wrist locks. <laughs> like, last week, you know, or no, two weeks ago, our coach, I think uh, it was uh, a mixed levels uh, Wednesday morning class, and it was majority blue belts. And I think there was one white belt. He goes, okay, do we want to learn cool shit or do we, do we want to do the curriculum? So we were like, let's do some cool shit. So we were doing, um, like, working on breaking grips. And then the Uki went and, like, switched the grip low. He's like, okay, so if he does this, there's a wrist lock there. So then that's what the class became. We're just going to work on wrist locks from this point on. So this week, he gives us the same question. Cool shit or curriculum? Again, we go, cool shit. He was like, one through ten. My one teammate says 10. Wrist locks it is. Fuck. All right. So he showed two different wrist locks from a closed guard, which looked delightful. Uh, could be helpful in a messed oh, up yeah. situation. But I'm just sitting there thinking, like, what? Like, this was the day I was going to actually skip class. I could have stayed home and, like, <laughs> now I'm benched up. I was going to oh, say, yeah. <laughs> um, when you came on, I noticed that. Yeah, wrist locks, because, you know, it's Wednesday, wrist lock Wednesday. Dear diary, it happened again. Um, but, but yeah, basically, um, my daughter and I, you know, we park um, off on um, far, far away from the stadium at this point. I call my wife, who's about to go to work, and I'm, you know, I'm frustrated. I'm actually on the verge of tears because, again, I felt like I disappointed my daughter. Um, and I go, I don't actually know what we're going to do, but we're going to figure something out. My daughter goes, we can go see a movie. I was like, you're right, baby. But what movie can we go see? She goes, we can go see Sonic 2. I was like, you know what? That's perfect. So we go see Sonic 2. Um, she loved it. I couldn't care less. I It, it was, I like, uh, what's his name? Black James Bond. Um, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I like him as Knuckles. Um, he was the best part of it. <laughs> Uh, the, the rest of it was just like, geez, Louise. Is that the one with Jim Carrey? Yes. It's his last movie, uh, potentially. Good. I like Jim Carrey um, up to a certain point. I, I think Jim Carrey, oh, like old man Jim Carrey is like, you know what, dude, just go take a nap. Like, you, you That's fair. <laughs> like, like, uh, like old school Jim Carrey is like, dude, give me more. Like, but the, like, Jim Carrey, that's like, you know, like walking around with a bad hip. He's angry because he's got a bad hip, I bet. That's all. So just just go take a nap and, and wake up. You know, you'll feel better. But um, she she enjoyed it. But, um, I, you know, I didn't hate it. I was just like, you know, as long as she's happy, cool. She ate all the popcorn. I don't let her have soda, but this time she had some soda because I forgot to uh, get her water. That's fair because it's so buttery. You got to have like that sip of like Coke or like a super sugary Dr. Pepper or something. And this was the first time she's had soda. And she was like, you know, the carbonation hit her. She's like, ooh. And then (laughs) then it kicked in. She's like, but I like the taste. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. So, um, and she starts twitching. She's like, (laughs) hmm. Yeah. Well, she's running around like Sonic. Like bedtime was kind of rough when we got home. We got home late, 
and you, you could see she was tired, but she was still trying to go. I was like, nah, go to, go to sleep. But um, they had, an, I guess, maybe most theaters have this, but they had like a movie pass. I think it's 10 bucks a month. You get a ticket, uh, one ticket per month. And if you don't use it, it rolls over to the next month. So I'm considering doing that, but I'm trying to see what movies are coming out that, you know, I would utilize the tickets on because right now I think we got Thor. Nope. Mm -hmm. Um, Black Panther. There's a couple other horror movies coming. I just can't remember off top. It's like an A24 one. It's called like men or something. That looks kind of neat. So my buddy mentioned that to me. I haven't seen anything about it yet, but he said it looks really good. Now, he's also the person that I trust his judgment after he has seen the movie. (laughs) Before he has seen the movie, though, I'm like, hold your horses, homie. (laughs) Relax. So he says it looks good. So I'm like, okay, well, like, we'll see. But I don't know. But he also said he didn't like X. So I'm I'm really conflicted because it's like, I wonder why. Was it Childish Gambino? Be honest. I hope it wasn't because I love that fucking dude. Right? Oh, Kid Cudi? You mean Kid? Oh, was it Kid Cudi? Kid Cudi and X. Can't even tell who it is. I don't even... care. <laughs> like, give, give me either of them. I'm fine with it. Um, I think he said um, he felt like, I believe he said he thought it, it was uh, the acting was bad. I think he said that. But hmm. I believe because it's supposed to be set in the 70s, I think that's done by design. So it's like when you look at certain movies like Old. My friend, she mm-hmm. hated it because she was like, the acting was really bad. You know, like they're overacting. I was like, no, I think what it is is that they're on a beach. If you pay attention, there's like the waves in the background. So they're having to talk over the waves. Whether the waves are really there, I don't know. But they were talking in a way where it's like they're trying to talk over loud noise around them. So I don't know. I'm no actor. I'm, I'm no critic of acting. I don't know what's good acting or bad acting. So... Yeah. I, I personally don't like to say anyone's a bad actor, except for Bakeem Woodbine. Um, otherwise, everybody else, I'm like, I guess they're fine. I mean, they got the role I didn't, so That's and I paid true. to see it. I would say X is definitely better than old. The acting, mm-hmm. I would say, is better than the acting in old. There's like one guy that's kind of doing just a Matthew McConaughey impersonation seemingly yeah, but like i mean he's fine and everybody else is good the main the main girl is pretty great yeah it's fine i'm halfway tempted if i i'm almost done my water bottle of wine here <laughs> if if i weren't drinking it so like you know what i'm just gonna probably order it tonight and watch it after we're done but i know after we're done i'm like uh i'm drunk <laughs> fall on the floor somewhere my daughter come wake me up in the morning. Daddy, you did it again. Like, what, I, what I did this time. Dang. <laughs> like, you're eating stuff off the floor. You ran to the movie and you didn't finish it. I always wonder like, how much my yeah. dog would expose if he could talk. Oh. If he was a human, he would just expose me. He'd be like, hey, Grandma, guess what she did? <laughs> I, like, I think that's probably why I don't have a pet because I feel like it would just be judging me for everything I do. My wife goes to work and it's just like, perfect. She's out of here. And all of a sudden you see me eating cake pops and, and just gallons of ice cream. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, get it together. 
Like, like, aren't you an athlete? Like, <laughs> um, being a no, fatty. it's it's the worst. It's he works from home in our living room. So today I'm just I'm just being a good housewife, you know, cleaning the kitchen. And we've had this box of wine on the counter for like a month. So I'm like, you know what? I need to clear the counters. It's noon. I should have a glass of wine so I can get this box out of the way. And Fair. of course, in our one bedroom apartment, it's like the kitchen's a few feet away from his desk. So he's like, are you really going to have wine? You can't you can't wait for our podcast tonight. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I got to clear the counter. And I have to have a reason to have a glass of wine because he's working a few feet away from me. Well, I mean, you can't just let it go to waste. I mean, you know, may as well just, you know, have a glass, clear it up. I mean, now, was it only a glass left in the box or was there more left? No. There was much more. She didn't finish it. You know, I was just saying, like, I don't think I don't really know how like productive this is actually going to be. And here it is, you know. Eight hours later, and uh, it's still still half full. So. It was a full glass. Nailed though. it. Well, I it's weird because I used to have a mug of wine every time I record it. Now, most times if I record at night, I'll definitely pour some wine. If I record on a Sunday afternoon, I don't because I, I don't like to drink around my daughter. I just feel – I don't feel like I would step on her or trip over her or anything. <laughs> But I just feel like, I don't know, I wouldn't be as alert. So I'm just like, you know what? I try not to drink around my daughter. So if it's a Sunday afternoon, I won't drink wine. But uh, my wife and I, we've, rec- uh, we've recorded a few episodes um, after she's gone to bed for So You Like Horror. And surprisingly, we didn't pour any wine. I was just like, huh, that's weird. And, well, no, I, I poured wine for the last one. She didn't. And... I felt kind of lonely. I was like, hey, man, you make me look bad here. Like, I, you know, I got the box sitting out on the table and everything. Like, just refill after refill and talk about paranormal activity. I don't even know what the fuck I said. But it was like, hey, man, why are you sober over there? Like, what, what yeah. you got a meeting tonight? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. After the fact, he told me, uh, why don't you just wait till tonight? I was like, you know, why don't I? For you, Glass, actually. I know you have another five hours of work, but why don't I just get you some frozen cherries in a cup? And <laughs> Pure pressure would get you everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it's gotten me where I am today. So. so back to your Blue Belt promotion. With you getting promoted, you know, you said, you know, you felt kind of like, you know, that imposter syndrome a little bit being moved up to Blue Belt. Uh, how's everyone at the gym kind of like the, specifically the white belts how are they um, coming at you right now honestly they are the same every white belt i have ever met corrects me teaches me every time i do every time i say can i drill with you really quick and i try to do like four different passing speed drills they're always like whoa slow down technique it's always about technique and i'm like well, I'm just doing, I'm trying to get like 50 of these drills in really quick in this five minute roll. Um, and they still do that now that I have my higher belt. They're still, they're still trying to correct my technique. Been there a month and uh, correcting my technique, especially the boys, which Amen. is always fun. Flex your power. You're like, look, see this here, my, see this belt right here? 
th- this isn't blue because it's dirty. <laughs> it's it's exactly. blue because I earned it. But shut the hell up and let me drill how I drill, son. Quite a few times, and especially with bigger men, I notice what they teach me helps me get out of it live roll. So they'll be like, you see, it really is all about the pressure right here. And I'm like, "Mm, that's wrong. I'm not going to correct you. I'll leave that to the professor because you're, I mean, who am I to correct you, you know? But but I definitely know for sure that I can use that against you. (laughs) So, Yeah, you know. You know, us guys out there, we love the mansplain, especially, you know, when it comes to physical, you know, activity, like, oh, I'm a guy. I know jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> you might be a brown belt, but you're a girl. You know, I mean, like, okay. If oh, you're gosh. teaching me wrestling, then okay, I'll take it in yeah. because I don't, I definitely don't know shit about a takedown. So I'll take it all in. Um, but like an arm bar. I definitely know the premises of that. So, yeah, there there are weird levels to that when you get a white belt that comes in, but it's like, oh, it turns out this white belt is a D one wrestler. Okay, maybe maybe I'm gonna be quiet and learn from this guy. Yeah, and but you can feel it. You know, you yeah. always know because I I went to Tucson, um, Arizona, and trained at my uncle's academy, and I rolled with a girl who had a white belt and one stripe, and she was kind of going ham, but she ended up correcting me on something that I had did, and I listened to her with all my heart and all my might, and learned and drilled with what she had to teach me, and then at the end of the class, my uncle told me she was a black belt in judo. So I was like, I I knew you had something to teach me when you were teaching it to me, regardless of your belt level. And you can always kind of feel it. Yeah. We run into a lot of wrestlers um, in our area. So as soon as I remember going back to my original gym, because right now I'm training at one of our other affiliate gyms nearby just because of schedule. But every so often, I try to get back to my gym on a Thursday night or something. And I get in there, I see a lot of new guys. I'm like, I'm looking at their build, the way they're walking, the way they're carrying themselves. So like, mm, we got a lot of wrestlers up in this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I got paired up. And sure enough, it's takedown month. This dude dumped me on my head. And, you know, he, he was polite about it. But I could feel <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. You, Russell, you know exactly like the pin, you know, the points here you know, in the details on this double leg and, and how to, you know, hit that single leg. So any of my blue belt jujitsu knowledge, just I zipped it. It was like, okay, cool. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that information. Um, but, you know, once it gets to a point of, you know, okay, now I've got your back. Now, motherfucker, what? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Go to sleep. That, that's definitely something that I wanted to talk about on a jujitsu platform, which is yours because it's the only jujitsu platform I've been on, um, is like definitely just worry about yourself in a general sense, but especially with jujitsu, worry about your own track and your own journey because I've had multiple years where I was at the academy for five hours a day, training three times a day. And then cleaning the academy three times a day, religiously, seven days a week. And 
I just didn't promote as fast as others, regardless of that, regardless of being inconsistent. Um, it's not, it's not about how many times you go a week all the time. It's sometimes just how fast you're, you are of a learner and, and all of these other different, there's so many factors that go in with when you get your belt. So like worry about your own journey. Sometimes it takes five years to get your blue belt and that's totally okay. I mean, like you said, it's your journey, you know, no one can, and it, it gets tough because when you're at the gym and you see someone come in, let, you may have started with somebody at the same time. And it's like, oh, this person's at purple belt now. And I'm I'm a four stripe white belt, you know, or. Yeah, that you know, happened to me a ton. It, it's, you know, I have a couple teammates, you know, I think I've been there longer than most of the current guys. Actually. Yeah, just about all the current guys. I've been there longer than everyone. But I also, when, right before COVID, I was training like a madman. I was there damn near every day training. And then after COVID, you know, returning, I've just not been as much. But during that time, you know, these guys are getting their reps in. They're getting promoted. And it took me a second to really say to myself, it's like, I can't worry about their rank because you know they're competing too i'm not i I, that's definitely something i know that holds me back but i'm not i don't know that i'm going to compete i keep saying i'm going to probably get out there a couple more times but i don't feel like it's something that i know the benefit of competing i just don't know that it's something that i'm thrilled or comfortable with so we have a IBJJF a DC Open coming here in June. So that's one of the few times we, you know, get a tournament where we don't have to travel. Yeah. Uh, it's like 40 minutes from our houses here. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. Let's go. You guys don't have a lot of local tournaments. So we have grappling, grappling industries and uh, Naga. Those are the main ones. Like, well, those are the ones that our, our gym tends to go to besides IBJJF. Um, you know, there are a lot of local tournaments, but I, I think our guys, like our gym, tends to have us go to Naga Grappling Industries and uh, any IBJJF tournament specifically, which with that, it's like, okay, I get it, especially with IBJJF, because that's where, you know, the sponsorships are, you know, you have your world champions competing there. You have like the big big competition going there the big tournaments going on so i get that that's a huge part of it if you have a good competition team not only having a good competition team willing to compete but a good competition team that are good sports because you see gyms that go out there with 30 people willing to compete and then they're talking shit about the people they're competing against or they're yelling during matches things that are like because there's limits there's talking shit and then there's being completely inappropriate and like there's triggers you know and so you can hear it you can hear when academies are like being unhealthily competitive with their kids and their kids matches and all of that so yeah there's um you know out here one of the things i always think about too when it comes to you know teams competing it's like not just competing but like also 
you know, we have several gems nearby. It's like interactions with others. You know, it's like if you encounter someone from another gym, you know, are you, you know, how are you towards them? Are you a mm -hmm. dick towards them? Or are you, you know, just like casually passing by, hey, hey, you know, what's going on? You know, good luck upcoming. You know, you know, you're going to see them at a tournament, potentially compete against them at a tournament, you know, because in jujitsu, for the most part, you know, we're all friends to each other. Yeah. No we are in that you journey. Should be. Yeah. No matter where your academy is, essentially, like, you should be meeting someone when you compete, meeting them, making a friend, and then going to their open mats, drilling, getting reps in together, learning each other's games so that you guys are both better out there in the real world. Yeah. I I think there are a couple gems. I, I, I know there are guys don't necessarily have the best thing to say about our gym and that's fine i that's it's like again you know they're guys what are they doing like they're going and they're competing in a local new breed you know that's not to throw rocks at the new breed you know tournaments out here but it's like you're not getting the best competition you know at those tournaments you know and that's fine again any competition is better than no competition there's like don't talk about my gym if you're not coming out to see our gym at the DC Open or, you know, even at the Richmond Open. I mean, our team just went down to Atlanta uh, last weekend, and I'm pretty sure everybody that went came back with a medal. So it's like, you know, at the very least, it's like, look, if you're a local gym and you're talking smack about us, it's like, well, that's fine. I mean, it's one thing to talk about us. It's another come thing compete. to beat us. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Come compete. So, yeah, either way, though. Like like I say, we should all be friends about it, though. Like, that, yeah. that at least, that's my feeling. It's like, if I meet somebody that does jiu-jitsu, I'm excited. So. I am, too. Yeah. When I went to New York, that was definitely my uh, friend maker. It was, yeah, I mean, I trained jiu-jitsu. Oh, you don't? I I got a, my Ubers here, so. <laughs> I'm doing a, a human library this coming mm -hmm. weekend. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be past weekend. But I'm doing a human library. And part of, you know, what me as a book is going to talk about is doing jujitsu and self-defense. And I, I wear a colostomy bag. So that's going to be part of it is like, look, I do jujitsu with the colostomy and you know it's fucking tough but look let me tell you my journey and honestly part of that too is just trying to get people to do jujitsu like hey so i do jujitsu you want to come do jujitsu with us like meet us behind the bowling alley because that's where my gym is behind the bowling alley literally. nice <laughs> um yeah i think i've talked to you about maybe starting a podcast before but i always think about starting a podcast talking about doing jujitsu with different mental illnesses mm -hmm. like eating disorders and like all these different things because i mean it's helpful pros and cons for everything but like it's also accessible for anyone like yes. no age limits yeah there, there's a you know quite a few people that i've encountered that you know i think would be interesting you know to talk to if you did that show okay um, yeah if i ever started up I will let you know and reach out to those people. Absolutely. 
Um, I just heard, uh, I think I reshared it in the story recently. I think it was Jiu-Jitsu Dummies. They're saying, one of their guests was saying, or no, it was them, uh, the host, was saying, like, basically telling people not to do a podcast. It was like, what's your advice on doing a podcast? It was like, don't do one. And he's talking about why not to do one. He's like, all this stuff here, he's like pointing out everything in the room and how expensive it was. Meanwhile, I'm over here telling everyone that I come come in contact with, dude, you should do a podcast. Like, That's funny. Like, I, you know, it's like, well, what do I got to do to do a podcast? Like, how do I get set up? I mean, I don't know, get a Yeti mic, get a, I don't know, you got a computer, you got a phone. Like, just- It's funny because I've seen the work that he's put into it. He's bought in like a few different types of mics to see which would work out. And we have these like soundproof boxes and the mics and he spends hours a week editing me. No, not me. My, my podcast will be raw. It will be recorded with my pop, my little AirPods. One take. In one take. I'm not <laughs> editing shit. If you come onto my podcast, cursing is allowed. If you make a racist joke, I'm not editing it out. My followers will hate you because I'm, I'm no editing on my podcast. That's Kalompton. Like me and Steve, <laughs> we sit down, we make horrible jokes. The last episode, I made a very, very terrible opening joke. And I thought about it, I was like, I'm just going to let it ride because. Yeah. Look, I mean, if, if you're listening to that show, you're not there for uh, political correctness by any means. So, nice. how's that been going? I just followed um, your Instagram. It's fun. It's a fun, fun show. That's probably the funnest podcast that I do because it's just me and a buddy talking shit. Half the time we don't even like when I have to do the show notes, I don't remember what we talked about. Not because I was drunk, because we really actually don't really get drunk. We have three beers. We split three beers just for review purposes, Um, except for the tequila episode. We did get pretty fucked up Uh, (laughs) like. He he showed up with six like shorties of tequila. I was like, we're not doing all of those. Well, no, really, we're just gonna split them. And I, I was like, what? It, like his math made sense to me <laughs> until I started drinking. And I was like, dude, like I felt good. And then, you know, afterward, one of them says, I think I played a video game to like three a.m. Went to work the next day and had to use heavy machinery and that's when i realized i'm not okay i'm far from okay but most times that that shows a lot of fun just because it's me and you know my good friend we've been friends for 30 years we just turn on the microphone and we just talk we just talk about you know current events we talk about sports we talk about just silly things um i got new glasses so i'm gonna mess with them Next time we record, I'm like, you notice anything different about me? No. <laughs> like, and then as soon as he doesn't say anything about my glasses, I'm going he, to go off on him. He owes you three views. Exactly. He's like, you never, ever pay attention to me. You don't even take me out anymore. <laughs> so, um, but now it, it's a lot of fun. It's just one of those things that I feel like it, because no one knows what the fuck Kalompton is. So no one listens to it. They're like, what the fuck's that? I don't know. Like you tell me, like whereas this, there's the the following from BJJ Wiki, so this does well. So you like horror does well because you know what you're getting into. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a horror podcast. Kalompton is like, what the fuck is that? Kalompton, like, can I um 
deep dive into the archives of the the Off the Mats podcast and try to guess what Kalompton was. I think it was like a name of a group that Koda. Our dog is slamming in the background. Um, name of like a group you started in high school or something in your hometown. Wait, it has something to do with your hometown where you were born. It was it's both of their hometowns, right? Combined. So it's we grew up in Columbia, Maryland. But we're fans of NWA. We're from Compton. Right. Hell yeah. But funny enough, I don't, someone else actually came up with the name and we just stole it from them. Uh, Because we all played on a basketball team. After high school, we played in a rec league and we were trying to come up with names. And one of the guys came up with Compton. So we went with it. It, We had what? I think uh, 11 people on the team. So we had to split the teams. So we split the teams and we took the name with us. We're like, fuck y'all. Like, yeah. this name is ours. Um, and Steve started calling us the Kalampton Mafia. And when we did the podcast, he wanted to start the podcast as Adios Pantalontes. And I was like, because when we started, I was like, dude, it's your thing. This is your project. You, it, I'm not going to argue with anything. You just tell me what you need. You can use my equipment. We're going to record. He said the name, and I was like, okay. Huh. Um, why? And he gives me the explanation, and I tell my wife later on. She was like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Huh. And I was like, I, I agree, but I told him just I won't argue. And then I think we did six episodes under that name, and then finally I go, dude, how are we not using Kalompton? Like, like we we yell Kalompton everything when we're not doing it for the podcast. And he goes, yeah, let's do a Kalompton social club. I was like, love it. Make it happen. Yeah. Um, and here we are. But now it's like, I don't know which would have been better. Adios Pantalontes or Kalompton social club, because I don't think people know what either one would have meant. So that whole story sounds so relatable to this apartment. I was like, yeah, I'll move in with you. You do whatever you want. No arguments, no opinions. I'm just here for the journey. And then we got here and I was like, don't fucking touch it. Don't touch it. Don't, don't come home with one shower curtain. Don't do it. I, I think that's how that goes. Good. That's good to know. <laughs> like that, that story is relatable over here as well. So <laughs> trust me. Never, I, 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 like blink twice if you need help. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you pay the rent, you think you can pick the rug? No, (laughs) sorry. I think the only easy agreement was the podcast name to this point. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. I mean, everything's been an easy agreement because I choose everything for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, yeah, I don't. I don't even. I don't make any decisions in this home. Uh, only decision I made, we fixed the toilet in the basement. And I made that decision. I was like, hey, we're going to get this toilet. And the only reason she agreed to that is because it was the cheaper of the two. So she's like, okay. So really, I didn't make the choice. It's the price made the choice. We got the toilet done. And I, I, I'm going to be honest. I was going to get a bidet just to be spiteful. Because <laughs> my wife, she she doesn't, she won't use the basement bathroom. So I was going to get a bidet and because I have a colostomy, I don't need it. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, 
let's just get a bidet be really really spiteful <laughs> and <laughs> she'll she'll be like why do you have a bidet it was like well why don't you have a bidet upstairs so sounds like a you problem that <laughs> yeah it's like uh, sounds like something you need to go work out yourself go get your own friends putting your own toilet upstairs and then when you get that done you let me know meanwhile i'm gonna go downstairs and i'm gonna go take a piss um, <laughs> next thing you know, all my action figures are getting burned in the backyard. So I yeah. don't talk too much shit. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, like, she doesn't listen to the podcast anymore because she's like, well, she like I my feeling is like none of the topics interest her. And she's like, well, your voice is just so soothing and like it, it's like putting me to sleep. I was like, you can tell me I'm born. Just say you're born. <laughs> you don't have to like sugarcoat it. Just say, dude, the topics you talk about are fucking trash. And I'll be like, maybe like I'm like, I'm the kind of person you can tell me you don't like. And I'll be like, eh. like Colompton, I went to check our um uh Apple podcast reviews. And I think somebody gave us a one star. I oh. thought this shit was hilarious. Like we only got one review, and it was a one star. I was like, "Wow!" Like I just just tell me which which trigger word set you off. Like that is so I not say it more. I um I got a promotion at my doggy daycare, and so now my boss tells me like when people leave Yelp reviews and stuff about our location. And this mom, this one fucking dog mom, I was like, "Yo, if I run into you at the dog park, you're getting it." You are getting it. Rislock. Rislock. <laughs> Rislock yes. on yes. site. Because I'm not it. fucking with it. <laughs> I don't take that lighthearted. I don't take these reviews lightheartedly. Okay. <laughs> At my job, we have to get reviews. And I had a young lady. We got along very well. Everything was going great. I asked, hey, you mind doing a review for me? She says, Absolutely smile on her face and everything i look at the review and it was a one star there were no words it was just a one star and i felt i was like what happened like well you know i didn't you know I, she was long gone and i'm like i turned to my manager i was like what the fuck was that about one star like we got along great I, you know i did everything you know i felt like that was right so i talked to a friend later that weekend and you know because this this bothered me that much. I was talking to my friends outside of work about it. And my friend's wife goes, maybe she thought the one star meant good. And I was like, okay, so, you know, connecting the dots. I was like, okay, she was blonde. She did have on a Duke university hat. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. So you know you're number out. one. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I, I take reviews very personal too. So Trust me. I, I feel you. That's funny. So now that you're at your newly minted blue belt rank, what, about a month in? I think so, yeah. What are your plans for competing? Well, I was going to compete like four days after I got my blue belt. Jeez, in relax. Arizona. Yeah, well, I had already I had already um, bought the competition thing like the registration and i asked my coach eric well you know eric um can you well i already registered for this so now that i have my blue belt how do i go about that and he was like just email them and they'll change you they'll move you up to the blue belt division i dropped out i canceled my flights i was like no thank you <laughs> no no nah, nah. 
I um I haven't competed since then. I've missed like two competitions that I had intentions of doing that I no longer did have intentions of doing. But we do have a tap cancer out in June. So I'll probably be raising some funds so that I can register for that out of pure peer pressure and it being a good cause because I'm, I am nervous to compete at a blue belt level. I, I was never particularly good at it. And I kind of feel like I just got my bronze type of confidence in white belt. So yeah, I'm a little intimidated, but tap cancer out is always like a fun, no matter how you do, it feels like you did something incredible. So that's sure. a good one to start in blue belt, I think. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm optimistic for you. I think you'll do fine out there. So with you, I actually did want to talk to you about uh, possibly being on So You Like Horror. So I know we mentioned it previously, uh, possibly in July or August after seeing Nope. Are you all still in for that or, you know, or specifically that episode or uh, that that movie? Or did you have uh, any... Uh, subgenres in the horror genre that you you're into. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm definitely very excited for Nope. Uh, subgenre wise, I, yeah, be happy to pop on for Nope. I I just love the '80s kind of slashers. Any any of those big franchises, okay. anything related to Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, I would be right there. <clears throat> Yeah, I'd say, I'd say those are the big ones for me. So I haven't done anything. Well, I did it for often Mets, but like I'm, I'm going to kind of play those all as they don't exist. Those episodes don't exist. Because last year I did a Halloween episode, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Hellraiser. So I'm, I'm definitely fine with revisiting those for so you like horror um but we're like yeah we could sort that out but uh for nope i don't know anything about this movie what do you know or what are some theories i i try to know as little as possible going in so really just seeing those like little teaser moments of the wacky inflatable seems to appear and and something about like i don't know lifting up in the sky or you know at this point i know nothing if, if even though i you know we talked about candy man a little iffy on how that closed out but jordan peele's name is on it I'll, i'm gonna see it you know and, and it looks like super interesting the the wacky inflatable guys actually terrify me so that in itself made me feel like this is going to be a good horror movie because i'm terrified of those things mm -hmm. and i it's like i like that we don't know anything but at the same time it's like like i need to, like when, when they did us it was like okay we didn't know anything but we seem to at least have enough to kind of mm -hmm. see what we're getting into creepy twins yeah and it was like okay this is like, I'm in, Let, let's go. Like this one, I'm like, I have no clue. And I'm completely baffled. So it's like, huh. 
my my wife thinks it's aliens. So that'd be interesting. Like maybe that'd be cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. We'll we'll see uh, at the end of July. So speaking of uh, inflatable people, have you seen Leftovers? That's by Damon Lindelof. I start. I think I watched the first season, maybe the first two seasons of it. I, th- I think they have what maybe three or four seasons of it, but I definitely watched the first season of it. I was into it. Um, I lost access to HBO and then I got access again and started the second season and just kind of, I haven't been back to it, but the second season's so different from the first season that I could mm-hmm. imagine if you got locked out of your account or something, lost access and then hop, try to hop back into a second season of it. It would be too hard because it's so different from the first season. Like when we're, we just started it because of Damon Lindelof and uh, we're on the second season and it's, it's it's different. Yeah. I I know I got through the first season. I feel like the second season I might've started and it could have been that it was so different, but also I was probably tuned into something because I commit to a show and I'll stick with the show. I don't commit to multiple shows mm-hmm. because I have to be able to put all my focus in one place. Like once loss ended, I was like, dude, what the fuck do I do? I don't mm-hmm. have anything. Cause I think Sopranos might've been done by this point. Um, Breaking bad was kind of in the early run, but I wasn't, you know, it was just like, I need something. And I was just trying to find anything. Um, there's a show on Prime called The Wilds that gave me vibes of Lost. Hmm. Um, it, it like it, it seems like the you know plane crashing on um, on an island thing really picked up after Lost. It's mm-hmm. like there's so many shows now where oh the plane crashed and now they've got to survive. It's like no, they already did that on ABC back in 2004. You, you mm-hmm. don't have to do it again. You're not going to do it as good as they did it. Um, That's what I've heard about Yellow Jackets. I've so heard. I I started Yellow Jackets and I checked out after two two episodes. I was like, and I didn't think it was bad. I just felt like okay, I I don't need something else trying to be lost. Mm-hmm. Well, because that's what I'm going to compare it to. It's probably not trying to be lost, but that's what my brain will immediately go to is like lost. I have this uh, podcast that I listen to that I love. Like, I feel like I'm hanging. It's two girls. I feel like I'm best friends with them and I'm hanging out with them and I can't wait for it to drop every Wednesday. But they were talking about lo- yellow jackets and they were like, feels like a better Lost, feels like what Lost should have been, and then bashing on Lost. And I was like, are you are you guys bashing on my pod right now? Because I support you guys religiously. Are you just bashing on my pod? Just um, to bash on my favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kanye and Lost, the old, uh, apparently they bash on my favorite things. Oh, uh, one time I was listening to it in the bathroom, and they bashed, like, something completely, like, okay to bash of a Kanye act probably and he did not appreciate that Kanye look Kanye is is controversial Nevik so we can look Kanye is not invited to Thanksgiving dinner for sure but I would never turn away a Kanye album you see 
<laughs> it's like uh, that sometimes. <laughs> it's like Kanye is the kind of guy that he's that kid in school where it's like, I know I don't like you, but I can't not cheer for you. I will pack you up a plate and send you on your way. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, look, I'm like this fucking guy. Is, uh, he's a pain in my ass. But you know what, buddy? Here's some ribs and some macaroni. Go ahead. Take this home. Eat well, my friend. But you can't talk to my niece while you're eating them. Don't oh, talk to her. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't look at my family. No. Like, as a matter of fact, you got to wait on a car. Yeah. Um, you know what? Take it in your lift. I called it for you. <laughs> um. But the the show The Wilds is, um, it it's it's a weaker version of Lost. Like Yellow Jack, as they say, is a better version of Lost. I think The Wilds has elements of Lost, like with the flashbacks and everything, and them being on the island and trying to figure out survival. There, there's a lot of things to it. I don't want to say anything to kind of you know give anything away. In the finale of the first season, you finally get kind of an overarching thing. Well, I didn't catch on to the overarching theme because I'm a little slow. But once I saw it in the finale, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And I was kind of not okay with it. <laughs> and I was like, I don't like that thing. And then I watched the second season. And the second season, well, what I will say is the group, it's a group of all females. And they crash on the island. And they're trying to survive, and it's only females. Um, and that it gets, sounds like yellow jackets. So, I'm trying to think, yeah, this came out first, though. So, <laughs> yellow jackets sounds like the wilds. Um, no, I think yellow jackets, well, so the wilds, it, it's, I just don't want to say anything because th th there are things that I know that's way different from yellow jackets. And even saying what it is spoils like a huge plot point to it. But uh, once they get into the second season, you start to see like this huge development of the story. And it's all over the place. But right now I'm hooked. I'm like, shit. Like I know after the first first season finale, I didn't want to watch this any further. But I kind of have to. I can't stop watching it because it's not bad. It's just... The overarching theme really pissed me off because I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. Fuck y'all. Um, but the second season got really, really, really interesting. I was like, okay, cool. And it's only the first season's 10 episodes, the second season's eight episodes. So I was a little annoyed by that. How short they are? I no, I like a good I like short seasons. Ten is ten's good. Ten's good for me. Second season being eight kind of annoyed me because it's like, hey, man, like I need those extra two because mm -hmm. there's a lot like I didn't realize when my wife and I were watching over the weekend, we are on episode seven. It's like, oh, shit, this is about to be done. There's a lot more you cats got to explain to me. I, I need this info. So that's kind um, of rare for a season two to be shorter than a season one. Yeah. I, I mean, unless unless they're done. <laughs> 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 and I can't with with only two episodes left for me to watch. I can't imagine they're about to wrap this all up in two episodes. So something's weird about it. But Prime is kind of weird in how they release seasons because we've been waiting for uh, this one show called Undone 
to come back. We watched it. I don't know how long ago, and uh, probably in 2020. Yeah, when when COVID hit, we sat and I was like, eh, let's sit down and watch this because we ain't doing shit else. We watched it. And it was like, holy shit, that was really good. We there's like it ended where it was like we need they have to have a second season. And then we just saw last week. Oh, season two has been out for like a month. Like, oh, thanks for fucking advertising. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you advertise the fuck out of the boys, but you don't fucking advertise this show. Like, dick. So, um, do you but, have a, sorry, do you no, no, uh, Par- Paramount Plus? I do, but something weird happened with it where I have it twice. So I'm paying for it through Prime and then I just, I was paying for the app by itself. <laughs> and I canceled one, but I hope it didn't cancel it, the other one. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, basically. So I do have Paramount Plus in some form. That's the hard thing about the streaming services is because I know that Hulu comes with like ESPN or something. Hulu comes with a few things. I think at one point they're doing something with even Disney Plus. So it's like you have to be careful with. And then I had Paramount Plus with that Amazon as well. And I canceled it on one way or another too. I was I had th- that same thing going on, where I was paying for it through the app, and through my yeah. Amazon. So, I think one of them though was like a dollar ninety nine, and then the other one was ten dollars. And I was like, wait a minute, I don't know which one's which. So I'm gonna just keep them both, because like. Either way, I'm just paying twelve bucks for the two. Yeah, dollars. that's a total of a oh, eleven. I can I can do that. I'll but just yeah. leave it, ignore it. But then I was sitting there the other day, like I, I said to myself, though, I was like, I'm going to be fiscally responsible. And I goes, let's cancel some apps. So I cancel UFC Fight Pass because I don't watch as much as so. I, I Googled how to cancel it because I went to it and I was like, what? there's no cancel button. And I go to Google and then showed up on Reddit and they're like, yeah, um, go here, 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 and there. And I, I went to all those spots, not available. And this guy tells a story, says, look, I called them. They said they canceled it. I got charged, called them back. They said they canceled it. I got charged again. They charged me three additional months, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. So I went on there and just turned my card off. It was like, nice. like that seems to be the easiest way. Just said remove card. It was like, there you go. Okay, fuck it. I'll remove the card, and uh, I think May twenty fifth will be the last day. So I canceled that. That was uh, ten dollars, and then I got to the Paramount Plus stuff, and I was like, okay, I know I have this. I got to cancel it somewhere. Oh, and then Audible because. I it's like I got a bunch of audiobooks that I did buy through Audible. I'm like, I'm good for now. I can I can cancel this because I have the books that I have and I'll listen to those. And once I need some new books, I'll I'll re-up and get some more credits. But I'm trying to be an adult here and like I'm not gonna give up buying action figures for sure. But and that's kind of what it was. I saw a couple action figures that went on clearance that are like eleven dollars. I was like, well, cancel a couple of these apps and buy a couple of these figures. So I canceled three apps and guess what showed up in the mail? Three new figures. So nice. There you go. That's and, fair. And and my wife, she's 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 on board with it so far. Um the, the question becomes, 
when this new Spider-Man wave comes out in August and they just move the prices up. She's still on board. <laughs> so we'll see. She's currently looking for the Thor figures for me in the store. Um, and she hasn't found any. So 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 far she's still on my team, but I think once these Spider-Man figures come out and they're 30 bucks a piece, she's gonna be like, look, motherfucker. First <laughs> off, you don't have any space for them. Number one, you know, speaking of which, I got to buy two Detox from Ikea. So we talked about that. You know, you got to kind of slide that conversation. They're like, so I was looking at the basement. I'm thinking um, I'm going to probably order some Detox. I'm going to put one on each side of the TV. And then this shelf is going to go over there. And she's like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. As soon as she says that, I'm like, that means I can order that shit. So I just had this conversation. I was like, you know what? Those shelves we have aren't aren't really in. They're not really going to cut it. We're probably going to have to get some different shelving. Yup. And, you know, if we order the new one, we're going to have to get rid of the old one. Yup. Get rid of it. Yeah. So that's my whole thing. I don't even have any other shelves to get rid of. So I, right now I just got action figures just... I don't know what the fuck my figures are on, to be honest. You know, my, my wife's grandmother passed away and left this old curio cabinet. And we put some figures in there because my wife was like, oh, this, you can put all your figures in here. So once I started, she was like, well, I'm going to put my Disney stuff on the bottom shelves. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, it's your grandmother's thing. So I'm not going to be like, no, you said it's mine. But then she made a comment one day about me putting all my stuff in there. I was like, well, wait a minute. You told me to put my stuff, like you put it in the basement where all my shit is specifically <laughs> to put my stuff in there. I mean, if we're going to put your stuff in there, we would just left it upstairs because, like, let me be honest with you. I don't want to come down here and lift weights and look at fucking Dumbo. And <laughs> and shit. That, that shit makes me feel weird when I'm fucking doing fucking squats. And I'm, like, fucking getting stared at by Tinkerbell. And she's judging me and judging my form. Babe, I have like, my mats down here. <laughs> yeah, we got the mats down there and everything. It's like, now, if I'm rolling, you know, and, and you know, just doing drills and stuff, and I got Spider-Man looking at me funny, it's like, you know, fuck that guy. Like, you, you wear tights all the time, dude. Don't look but at my But if it's tights. Dumbo. <laughs> it's Dumbo. It's like, this dude, like, dude, look at your ears. Like, look at you. You got no room to talk about me. Like, what are you gonna you do? Fly off? Sorry, the wine's really kicking in now. <laughs> uh, so, um, is there anything like right now as a blue belt that you're specifically focusing on? Just as far as like sweeps or just trying to polish up any you know specific moves, movements, or anything? I've been. Specifically polishing my headquarters because I used to be really, really good at it. At one time, um, I got a purple belt. I had been working it all roll, and I, I ended up at the end of the roll, got a purple belt in the smash pass from headquarters. And I was like, the fact that you knew it was coming, I had been working it. So I'm trying to get back into that comfort zone with my smash pass and my headquarters, but really just like, going for the submission in general is what I'm trying to do. Trying um, to pass even is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> it's like at blue belt, there's some like, sometimes we get those victories where like, if we pass, you know, we get the side control. It's just like that. They're like, Oh my God, I got here. 
just hold on for dear life. Yes. And then your coaches are yelling like, do something. Like, I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, what more do you want? I feel that. <laughs> like, today at class, I rolled a brown belt and... You know, it's like I defend very well, so I was just a pain in his ass. I was a pain in his ass. I, I think he, I, I see, I think he secretly hates me. Like, and that's fine. Like, he, he seems like a nice guy to me, but I think he hates me. And I'm like, oh, oh well. Those partners and, are important. Yeah. It's like, like I know you hate me, and I know that you're trying very hard to get that sweep. I'm not going to let you get the sweep. Eat a dick. Uh, meanwhile, I'm not going to get out of his guard because he hates me. And I'm like, okay, well, we're stuck. But we were in a group of three. So he and I rolled. I was in his guard. And then when we had to rotate out, I rolled. The white belt was in my guard. And he he's an advanced white belt. So I guess he, he has one of our phase belts. So he's like between blue, blue and white right now. So he's on his way to blue. And I hit him with a spider guard sweep. And... I felt good about it. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, and like passed and everything, got him in side control. I was like, yeah, now we're just going to hold you here. Because I'm not good at attacking. I don't have any submissions or anything. Like, like if I get the mount, I can go for um, an Ezekiel, which that that's probably all I got in my pocket. But, you know, and we're sitting right in front of my coach when I did this. So I was just like, he's looking at me like, so you're going to do anything? <laughs> I was like, uh, I mean, I might knee on belly, but now that I just said it, probably not because he knows. Then meanwhile, the brown belt's telling the white belt, all right, man, you got to move. You got to move. You can't be under him like that. You got to move. I was like, dude, shut up. He was kind of, he was comfortable. Just let him chill because now <laughs> he's moving. Um, so no, I definitely, I definitely feel your, your pain on that. Yeah. It's just being able to pass should be plenty for them to leave us alone. That is all I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> Um, and for any new white belts that were to come in today, and if they turn to you and say, Hey, you look like you've got, you, you've got this under control. Can you give me some advice? Cause I'm freaking out. This is only my first week. What would you say to that person? I would say nobody has it under control. <laughs> I would say that there are black belts that I have seen cry and there are black belts that I disrespect. And that makes me feel very confident that we all are a little bit un in un like we have no control in this. So, but with that being said, obviously they're black belts for a reason. They're really fucking good at what they do. I have seen a black belt cry and he's so fucking good at jujitsu. So it's like, the struggle is real. Who knows if if we'll ever be really that confident? Who knows? But but it'll the progress will show. So you'll get better. You'll see it in your belts. Like one day you're gonna do a fucking sweep and be like, how did I even know how to do that? And you'll just kind of see it in time. And yeah, I I would say it's a humbling sport for sure. It doesn't get less humbling. <laughs> throughout the sport <laughs> so just hop in if you're ready for the ride <laughs> especially when they introduce those wrist locks yeah seriously 
right when you think you have a grasp on what the fuck is going on, someone knee slices you. And then you're like, oh, I'm out. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once they introduce heel hooks and wrist locks and you're just like, you know what? Is there anything else that y'all have in this bag of tricks that y'all want to tell me about before I move forward with this sport? Because I'm sick of crying in the locker room. <laughs> exactly it's a whole lot of crying in the locker room but i make a friend have someone to cry with <laughs> true that i think that's the best advice is definitely get a friend because if you're doing this alone it, it can be done but it's definitely a lot easier when you have someone there that that's in that struggle with you mm -hmm. so. the nice thing about jujitsu is like we're such a community. It's so easy to find each other, even on the internet, even on like Instagram, like how we met. Um, you don't really ever have to do it alone. You can you can definitely reach out, find platforms and podcasts, leave five star reviews, and then Dante will be your friend, and you can go through the journey together. <laughs> this is a fact. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's easy. It's easy to meet inspiring friends up that are willing to go through this with you. It's it's fun. I, I will say that through this jujitsu journey, especially more so through Instagram, I've encountered more people that I feel connected with in the jujitsu community through Instagram than I do in most cases with my own gym at times. Um, that's not, you know, a shot at my teammates or anything. It's just, I'm an awkward person. I'm extremely awkward. So, you know, there are times like I realized the other day, I don't know if I know how to talk with adults. Like, that's fair. Hard. one of my teammates started talking to me about something. I don't even know what the fuck he was talking about because I was just confused. I was like, are you talking to me? Oh, shit. Like, I'm supposed to know what you're talking about. Well, I don't. But, hey, did you know Emma Heard? She's shit in Johnny Depp's bed. Uh, I know that. And, you know, and from that point, they're like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and walk off. Like, hey, we should do this again. So. That's funny. When you brought up uh, Friday the Friday the 13th, <laughs> um, actually, Nightmare on Elm Street is what I meant to say. But. You said you on the first one. I was going to say, you know, like, since you brought it up, whose side are you on? Um, I'm going to be honest. I think they're both cuckoo. Um, I mentioned this to my wife earlier today. And I thought it was very weirdly interesting. In most situations, you see people pick sides very quickly. I've not heard anyone defending Amber Heard at all. I don't know you know what you know i don't know who's telling the truth on what but i haven't heard anyone say you know i haven't heard anyone you know saying johnny's a monster other than her and her attorneys um everyone's attacking amber her i make jokes at amber her because she's shit in his bed apparently <laughs> i think that shit's hilarious not if it's my bed that's just gross but yeah. it's just what, what do you say fecal delivery that oh my god dude i can't wait to say that to my daughter Say, honey, are you doing a fecal delivery? What, Dad? A fecal? Are you going poop? Wait, what's the other thing you say? Fecal delivery. I'm gonna start saying that. Okay. I can't Stay wait to say that at the doggy daycare. Yeah, I mean that I can be used anywhere. 
Like say it to everyone too. Make sure, make sure grandma hears it. Um, I would say as far as this whole thing goes publicly, it just sounds it doesn't sound good for her. I'm gonna side with Johnny because I like Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. and I like 21 Jump Street. <laughs> so I, I was a fan of that TV show as a kid. Probably shouldn't have been watching it though at that age. <laughs> but I think Amber Heard, I don't know. It, it's tough because I feel like there's got to be something there. You know, it, it, you know, because like I said, I think they're both cuckoo. So I don't think it's all her for sure. But she's definitely probably done the, the worst of the worst in this relationship. Yeah. So, like maybe the toxicity is not worth going to court over. Maybe the toxicity is mostly caused by you, and so you don't need to take him to court. But maybe also it's it's hard to believe. Like everything you don't know what what to so, take out of that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I guess once she wrote the article in 2018, he got uh, released from a couple movies. And he was like, well, fuck this. I'm going to sue her for defamation of character for $100 million or $50 million or something. And it's like, you know, that in itself says a lot to me. So, you know, again, I'm not saying Johnny's, you know, the bad guy here. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Amber's not the bad guy. But I'm also kind of saying it's like, look, if you're willing to play this game like let's take this to court and make this this big public thing you're probably not tightly wound yourself you know you've probably got some shit you know you know there's some toxicity there as well so i mean they're both child actors so yeah so, they're eat they're eating it up yeah <laughs> i mean and look like i said all the memes that are coming from this thank you like, yeah. like I, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I take those to the bank every day. I send them to my wife in the middle of the night. Hey, here's a new one. Like, like, like I've got a couple jujitsu memes I, I have in the queue waiting to come out. Like every so often, I make my own meme, and and I made a couple of them with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Nice. And I was like, but I was worried because I was like, if I put this out, I don't want someone to come at me talking about, you know, this is a you know subject that's very sensitive and blah blah blah. I was like, look. You're right, but so are a lot of subjects. And if you go listen to Colompton Social Club, you will hear that I don't care. So I'm, I'm, you know, I, I just, I just feel like we get too serious about too many unfortunate things that are just like maybe we don't need to be so tightly wound about things. It's like sometimes we can loosen up and make a fucked up joke. I mean, making a fucked up joke is like the it's just as bad as like posting a selfie or saying, "Hey, eat these hair gummies." At the at the same time, Ukraine is being attacked. It's it's just as bad as making like a fucked up joke. Like ignoring it completely is like just as bad. Like if I make fun of Amber Heard for pooping in the bed, that doesn't mean I support you know, you know, domestic abuse. It just means somebody pooped in bed and that shit's kind of gross, but funny that he called it a fecal delivery. <laughs> um, it is funny. 
So, so on that note, we can wrap on that. Um, thank you for spending exactly two hours with me. Um, this is probably going to get edited down to 90 minutes, though. Uh, but thank you, as always. Um, it's always fun talking with you guys. And I definitely want to sort out something for a So You Like Horror, possibly slasher-related. Friday the 13th related, nope related, either way, um, you know, let's, let's shoot for something with that. Uh, any shout outs or mentions that you have? If you, uh, like lost, check out the razzle dazzle podcast. And, uh, once again, thank you for having us on. Absolutely. Thank I you have, for being a guest. I have one more shout out cause my uncle would, he's been asking me to ask you to put him on his page for months. So Mako Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Tucson, Arizona. They made a TikTok and an Instagram, and I'm sure they have a Facebook and a Yelp page and all those good things, too. So if you could leave a review, share their TikToks and stuff, that would be awesome. Um, yeah, Dante, thanks for having us so much. It's always so exciting, so hyped to come on to Optimats podcast. No problem. Like I said, thank you for Give me your time. This is always fun. Um, I'll go ahead and, you know, throw the mentions in the show notes about your podcast. You mentioned your uncle's gym as well. I did. I did actually repost them, I believe, last Friday on the main wall because I love the hill hook um, clip that he put up. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's brilliant and it's very informative. So it yeah. is. Yeah, it's actually really good to know that. Heels are the only way to go. If you don't so I, I will be walking around in more hills on the streets. Right. <laughs> and I'll tell him you said that too. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Just just don't judge me. <laughs> um, and for everyone else listening to the show, thank you so much for all the support. I do appreciate the hell out of everyone. Thank you. If you have any questions, concerns, always feel free to reach out to me at Off the Mats Podcast on Instagram or bjj.wiki on Instagram as well. You know, I actually have a Facebook for both of those accounts, too. So if you guys want to follow those, go do that, too. You know, it's the same stuff that you're going to see on Instagram. But, you know, support. That's what we do here. Um, big shout out to my guests here. Shut up, Nut and Nevik. They are the hosts of the Razzle Dazzle podcast. So please go make sure you put your ears on that. They do a phenomenal job with the show, the the presentation and notes. And Nevik, not for nothing, dude. You have a voice just meant for podcasting. Your voice is so smooth and just like it, 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 it hits just right. So go, go right listen to the man of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. See, I'm going to tell my grandma. I'm like, see, somebody likes my voice. Damn it. <laughs> no, your wife said the same thing about you. I think my wife was just telling me that I was born. Oh, so calming <laughs> and blissful. She was like, you're so calm and, and, and relaxed and I can't stay awake. Yeah, that, that eek was born to me, sir. Thanks. That hurts. Uh, but but no, thank you all the same. Um, but yes, everybody, you know, go give a listen to uh, the Razzle Dazzle podcast, especially if you like loss. Like, like, I listen to their show as commentary when I am watching loss. I do have to get caught back up, but. They, they, they put on a phenomenal show, so please go check it out. Um, also, big shout-out to my friends Eric and Allie out in Denver, Colorado, who actually also trained with Shut Up Nut. Um, they just moved they, to Austin. Oh, what? Yeah. I was not aware of that. 
Oh, so, no, I, I gotta change. I gotta change my presentation. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Now you know. Yeah, the whole brand is now based out of Austin. Oh, I've got strong emotions now. Oh, oh. man, you're telling me they're my coaches, <laughs> my two favorite coaches. Like, oh man, like I don't know. I don't feel as bad as I felt about Doctor Strange, but I still feel kind of, kind of emotional right now. Well. Anyhow, big shout out to Armbar Attic, a couple kids out of Austin now. Sheesh. How do you go on snowboard? You can't snowboard in Austin. That's what I'm saying. That's dumb. Lily. I'm about to message though. I'm upset. You oughta, you oughta say, hey. Like, I'm confused and then sad. I don't even train out there, so whatever. <laughs> but um, big shout out to them. Go uh, check them out on Instagram, TikTok, uh, check out the website. You know, grab a rash guard while you're at it. I like mine. So you should like yours too. So go ahead and uh, check them out. Also, check out my show, So You Like Horror. It's a horror movie podcast. We just recently did an episode about the Paranormal Activity franchise. In the next um, episode, we are going to be talking about soundtracks and scores. So if you're into scary movies and you know regular people talking about shit that they don't really know anything about, go listen to my show. It's fun. So um, otherwise, again, thank you, everyone. I love you to death. You guys keep listening to the show, and I'm going to keep making them. Thank you, everyone. Love you. Ciao. They probably said. Now let me see his song.